Hi everyone, and welcome to Decoding Seafood. Today we are thrilled to have Amara Lucero with us, and we're going to dive into simple ways that everyday consumers can make the best food choices. But before we get into it, welcome to Decoding Seafood. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you, Amara. As I briefly mentioned, today we're going to focus on ent- educating consumers and the community on healthy, sustainable foods. And we're very fortunate to have Aymara's experience in this air- arena. Aymara is an experienced marketing professional who has worked for multiple small and medium-sized companies. In 2020, she launched her company, Concern Cook, that focuses on becoming an expert through educating consumers. I think you can say it best, Aymara. Can you please tell our audience a little bit about your background and your company? Yes, thank you so much for that introduction. So my name is Aymara Lucero, and I actually started the concept of Concerned Cook about 10 years ago, and it became like a full-fledged agency in 2020 during the pandemic. Ironically, um, I thought it was the perfect time. So I'm originally from Argentina, Buenos Aires, and I came to live to Miami when I was about nine, so a long time, over 20 years now. And I've always loved cooking through my family. Everyone in my family cooks a lot. So I started cooking for myself about 12 years ago, and I wanted to be really healthy and intentional about it. So I started creating recipes and sharing them on like blogs and Instagram when Instagram first began. And throughout, you know, becoming better at doing recipes and educating people on like why they should have certain kinds of proteins and uh, nutrition, things like that, I I obviously connected it to where our food comes from. So then I started thinking about incorporating that into Concerned Cook and how, you know, where we source our seafood, where we source our vegetables, where we source all our kinds of, all, all our foods affects like our nutrition at the end of the day depending on on the recipes that we make with it and also I started working in marketing and supporting local restaurants and franchises and businesses in health usually healthy food but also there's a lot of chefs that really pay a lot of attention to where their food comes from so from a marketing perspective I can also help them share that story because I feel like it's overshadowed by other things but where local chefs source their food it's I think a huge part of why people now can consume in their restaurants versus other restaurants um so that's that's kind of where I'm at now Concerned Cooks started like a little blog and now it's a marketing agency focused on food but more like sustainable food um wellness food nutrition and things like that that are my personal interests so I'm very passionate about it I can tell you're very passionate about it <laughs> and I like that I'm curious, you started to talk about this a little bit, but what need do you think wasn't being met? Because for you to decide to start a company in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic must mean that you saw like a burning a burning need that needed to be met. What do you think that was and, and what prompted you to do it? So interesting that you say that because I always, I never saw myself starting uh, a company. I got my degree in psychology. I wanted to be a therapist. And then I got really interested in consumer behavior. So I got my second degree in marketing and now I'm here. Um, and I never wanted to start my own company unless I saw something that 
I couldn't find other people doing, so I wanted to do myself. And I think this this was it. I saw a lot of business owners, especially in social media, because in 2020, it became very evident that unless you were somehow connected online to people, even like through through online ordering, through a presence, um, your chef having a brand online, it was it was really difficult to get people to know that you even existed, which made me feel bad for a lot of small small mom and pop shops that we have in Miami. We have um, a lot of immigrants from, for example, South America that came and started a company, and they're, maybe they're not even on social media, but they're really good at cooking and they have a, a small local community. But it became impossible for them. So I I think it also prompt the pandemic prompted me to think about what I really wanted to do with my career. I was working at a franchise for salad restaurants who's all that's also comprised of small business owners. And I'm passionate about that, but I kind of wanted to do more. Um, I, I started doing a sustainable series, which we'll talk about later. I started uh, using my platform to help people figure out where they can get free food uh, because a lot of people were struggling to, to find food to eat because um, they had lost their jobs. I, I started using my platform to also... Uh, connect with charities to see uh, um, like I, I cooked for Ronald McDonald and then I was helping spread the word on like how people can support other people in their community. So I just felt like this can also be connected in a business sense because a lot of businesses are not knowing how to connect with people online. And if I can help them as kind of like a little part of their team, then I'm, I'm helping my community grow while doing what I love professionally. So I, I think it's, yeah, I love that you're, that you're kind of a bridge because that's what I'm hearing. I'm listening to you talk and it, and it sounds like you're the bridge from the smaller, you know, like the, the smaller companies and allowing them to get their exposure, you know, in, in the general population. So I, I think that's a great thing to do. I, I think that's something that's definitely needed. So, and I, and I, and I always find it very interesting that the pandemic you know, we all hated the pandemic and it's, you know, we're still dealing with it on some level, I guess. But, you know, it started you in this direction. So something good actually came out of it. So that's always a refresh. Got it? <laughs> I think so. I think um, a lot of people can take opportunity of tragedy. And I just felt like that's kind of a way to cope with it as well. I think that was a way to cope with, you know, going part-time because half of the restaurants I was working for were were closing in my corporate job. So I was like, well, what else can I do? And then it became kind of the moment to do it. It was like a now or never moment, I think, for a lot of people. Well, you're still standing after after <laughs> three years. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, since we specifically talk about seafood on this podcast, I'm going to start to dissect this a little bit with you. Because what we have found from talking to people is that seafood, for some reason, is a very confusing topic. And it starts from when they're going to go get their food all the way to when they're preparing their food. So, but I'm going to start even before that. Why should people eat more seafood? Why is it important? Why do you think that it's something that should have a place on their table wow well seafood is i feel like a, a superfood uh there's whichever whether you're choosing if you like shrimp and you don't necessarily like fish but if you eat salmon whatever you eat seafood wise i feel like it has such a great lean protein source um, it's so healthy it has 
so many nutrients, vitamins, min minerals. It's like a very complete source of food. Uh, Omega-3 fatty acids. I, I can't, I'm, I'm into holistic nutrition, as you may have gathered. So um, I, I choose foods that reduce inflammation because at the end of the day, they're going to reduce disease. And um, that's something that got me really interested in seafood during 2020 because we were all trying to like boost our immune system, reduce inflammation in our bodies. Um, and things like that. Just find ways overall, I think, to be healthier. So seafood is such a complete source of nutrition overall that if you can include it in your diet and it doesn't intimidate you, I feel like a lot of people are intimidated, um, you should definitely find ways to eat it every day. Well, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to take away some of that intimidation because I actually feel, and this is coming, full disclosure, this is coming from somebody that cannot cook at all. I actually think that if you can find your way of preparing your seafood, in some ways it might actually be easier than cooking other proteins, but that is a completely personal comment. Um, sure. But we'll, we'll see. So hopefully we've sparked the idea that eating more seafood is a good thing. So now we're going to take it to the next level. Now what? I'm heading, I've decided I want my seafood. I'm heading to my supermarket or fishmonger or wherever it is I'm going. What am I looking for? Where do I start? Is there something I should be looking for or, or looking to avoid? What are your suggestions? Okay, that's a great question, especially for people that are a little intimidated. One thing that I always try to go for is fresh seafood. I think something that intimidates people um, is that they think seafood is going to be fishy but i find that if you go to the supermarket and you get the either from the fresh seafood counter or even like fresh packaged seafood non-frozen um it has a, a less fishy taste but also like i love tinned seafood uh, sometimes if you get like frozen seafood it's also you know like very convenient for a lot of people that don't have time because that's another issue people don't have time they don't they don't want to past too many days with the the food in the refrigerator so i love fresh fresh seafood but also i get tinned um tinned fish i get um it, i get it packed in glass jars with olive oil i look to see if there are any certifications or, or badges because marketing companies for packaged products now have i think gotten better from what i've seen at writing it on the bag like if it's frozen sustainable seafood or like caught sustainably or farmed sustainably um certification so like there's like little blue circles is the best way that i can describe it for somebody that has never seen one just look for like a small blue circle um that'll have a symbol and then see if it says um well i will talk about later about like specifically maybe which ones i'd look for but if it's a, it'll say something about like sustainably caught, like usually they'll they'll put little symbols on the food to just give consumers a sign. Um, I actually this is something that I learned from. I had a client that did a startup for um, sustainable trout that came in like little packages, but I learned that it, to look for U.S. or Canada. Also, not that you can't eat it from like other countries. But um, you is in Canada, a lot of the time, it'll be fresher because it's from, you know, our continent. But um, it it also ensures, I, I learned a lot about like labor when it comes to seafood and things like that. Uh, but that's that's like deeper into it. 
Uh, and sometimes I just do a quick Google, which is, I think, what we all know how to do. Like, I look at a brand at the supermarket, I look at a lot, and if it become overwhelmed because I'm not sure what's what, I just kind of, like, Google the brand and see if their website has any more information where it comes from. I asked somebody that works there at the fish counter. You, you can ask them, do you know where this was fished or, like, where it comes from or if it's um, sustained from a sustainable farm, from, you know, things like that. So I think just overall, the number one tip would be to be more curious about the things that you're buying um, seafood-wise. Just kind of, like, look into it and see if it's something that you would like to consume or support that brand or things like that. I, ha I have to giggle a little bit because you said curious, <laughs> and it's funny because that's something that keeps, that's a topic that just kind of keeps coming up organically in, in my conversations with people. They're like, just be curious about it. Just, just yeah. try with more information on it. And, you know, at least at that point, I think you can make an educated decision to say, you know, this is what I want, or this is not what I, or what I don't want, but at least you, you have all the information. Of course. Yeah. I think that's the key to everything. Just being a little more curious about what you're consuming. That's kind of where it all starts. You turn around, you read the label, you see that the main ingredient is something that you, that is not <laughs> what you thought you were buying at all, or just finding out more. Now we can Google anything, which is crazy. You can be at the supermarket and Google every single thing. It can take you less than five minutes. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> 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 well, let's chat a little bit about farm-raised seafood versus wild-caught. Um, this is sometimes a very polarizing topic with people. Um, and some people have, you know, various biases between either one of those methods. What are your thoughts on them? Okay, this is a good one because I think this is a huge one for people. They get very confused about it. And I used to be confused about it. I thought that farmed was bad and um, fresh was good. And then I started learning a lot of things, like there's pros and cons to both. And I, it all comes down to, I guess, like how people are actually doing it. So for example, I used to think that um, farm was bad, but then I learned about sustainable aquaculture and how that could be a great option, especially because we expect a certain kind of fish all year round. And if you think about it, certain things are impossible like the fact that we have like crops year-round or food year-round we're very uh lucky we're in a position where like here we can have we can have sustainable food but we can also have whatever we want all the time so i learned about sustainable aquaculture sustainable farming and um, how you can trace where your actual food comes from how you can have supply and i thought that was so interesting and I wish more people knew about like the positive side of of sustainable farming because we eat all of our other farmed food is uh, all of our other food is like usually farmed. So um, and then I learned about the the positives and then a lot of the negatives of wild caught seafood and um, overfishing and environmental damage and things like that. So a lot of it is educating yourself, but at the end of the day, I think I just. Try, I'm trying to look for um, things that were done sustainably at the end of the day, whether it's wild or farmed. And if I find like brands that are doing sustainable aquaculture and I've like looked into their websites and looked into what they're doing, I'll kind of stick to those brands because I've already vetted them. So that I think that's something that is like a good tip, like look into a brand and if they're either whether it's like farmed or wild, they're doing sustainable 
practices that you support and then they have uh, maybe certifications or kind of like governmental agencies backing them up, then I would probably spend more money to stick to those companies that I can already support and I know what they're doing. Well, that makes sense to me. And, you know, I know I can tell that this is <laughs> one that, you know, close to your heart. I, I, I found that out through reading about you and just by talking to you. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what prompted you to focus on sustainability? Why, why did you wake up one day or maybe not one day, but you know, and <laughs> yeah. decide that, that was something that was important. Cause I would, I would venture to say you went through a good portion of your life, not, not thinking about it or not caring about it. And then something, a light bulb went off. What, what happened? That's a good question. I don't even know when it started. I mean, we, we all know that sustainability is kind of like at the forefront right now of like consumerism. Uh, maybe the millennial generation kind of with social media, put it in your face. I'm not sure. But once I started cooking for myself and buying food and then learning more about where food comes from, you inevitably run into like um, issues with farming, issues with like animal rights, you know, all kinds of issues. And I think you have to kind of figure out where you stand on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I kn- I I have taken the position of like it's it's very difficult to be 100% sustainable especially in like the consumer climate that we live in we like things delivered to our door etc so it's hard but I feel like the sustainable way of living is the way that like our grandparents lived (laughs) like they used every part of uh, the food that they were consuming because it saved money but it was also like you don't throw away food right so I I found ways to incorporate that into my lifestyle, whether it's like low food waste recipes. Um, I started educating myself on on the brands that I was consuming or where the food comes from or like trying to shop from small local places, farmers markets. And I just try to do my best. And I, I try not to judge people, you know, that are just doing like one small step because I think that a lot of people don't, take sustainable steps because they feel like they can't be perfect so I'm not going to do it at all and and I think that's also like how do I say that like there's like social media shaming I don't know I don't know if that makes right. sense but I feel like there's a lot of like social media sh- shaming and judgment and I'm like if you can just support like one sustainable company that that your money is going there versus going with somebody that's not doing practices that you stand by, like that's one step you're taking that someone else is not taking. So I think just like, I'm also passionate about helping other people find that one little step to get started in the kitchen or like when they shop at the supermarket and things like that. I love that you break it down to one little step because I do Mm -hmm. think there is a stigma that says, if I can't do this completely or, you know, I can't do this from A to Z type of thing, then I don't want to do it because what's one little change or one little thing going to going to make a difference? You know, I, it's almost kind of like voting, you know, when people are like, yeah, my one vote isn't going to count. And it's like, well, no, but it's it's all of them together that make a difference. So it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, each if each person does one little thing towards sustainability, then it adds up and it becomes something more appreciable. So I think I definitely think that that's a, a a nugget to take away from this. You know, 
kind of tied into this. I know you you mentioned it a little earlier. You created a sustainable series, and you interviewed various innovators in the seafood category, which I found absolutely fascinating. I will I will confess. I'm glad. I Bless you have a fan. So we should do it there too. We should do this there. <laughs> I'm all up for it. So let me know. Yes. But tell, can you tell the rest of the folks that have not had a chance to to kind of delve into this a bit? Can you tell us about what this series is? What do you do with it? You know, just just tell us about it. Yes, of course. So I I started doing it during 2020. I wanted to engage. Uh, through social media or digitally connect with more people and that's when I became more heavily interested in like the sustainable seafood and other sustainable brands so I figured why not kind of interview them on Instagram live but also let's do a cooking class because I don't think people want to sit at home and just like sometimes you watch the people talk to each other for an hour on live they want they want something to kind of like hook them in that they can take away from it also initially because let's say they're intimidated and they don't want to hear about sustainable seafood if i'm doing a very simple like cooking class about it like where we're just making maybe like a lobster roll or you know whatever it may be they're like oh i want to learn how to make that and in the meantime we sneak information they get to know the chef or like the owner and they're like, oh, well, that's super interesting. Like, so I think I, that's one of my, um, how do I say this? Like one of my favorite methods of marketing is like through storytelling of the people that started it and their passion, because that's how I support certain brands. I start learning about like who started it and why and what their passion is. And then, and then that's why I consume that product or like get behind whatever their mission is and and um so i'm going to give you a couple of examples so on instagram you can find it if you're looking for it in the concerned cook guides because that was the best way i found to organize them and there's about nine different ones and i interviewed brands that were either um for example growing their own mushrooms telling you how to grow your mushrooms at home or using ugly fruits and vegetables and getting them from farmers and then delivering them to your doorstep in a sustainable way. Uh, there was somebody in Miami that she was getting bananas that would go to waste and she was making vegan ice cream with them and selling them in like a little cart in one of the parks. Uh, people that are using kelp also to create sustainable um, seafood snacks, like vegan snacks and corp- trying to introduce people to eating kelp um as as an alternative to seafood as well or um i also uh, there's a sustainable super club in miami and pretty much they do like sustainable dinners um using things that would otherwise go to waste so i just interviewed people like that and then i wanted to introduce the audience that usually follows me for the recipe to like a little bit more about where food comes from and these things that a lot of people don't even know exist that makes sense. And, you know, I think that your method of, of uh, how do I put this, imparting the message is, is a good one in the sense that I think that people learn better when you tell them a story because it doesn't feel like you're forcing information on them. It's, right. it's a package that's coming in. So it's, it's entertaining and it's like, oh, you slipped that nugget of information in. Oh, you slipped that one. You know? And they get a little more engaged than they probably would be if it was just a straight 
you know, I'm going to lecture you and tell you facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here is my question to you. If you and I were going to the supermarket and we are going to purchase our salmon, how would that look? Walk, can you walk me a little bit through that? Yes. Okay. So if we were going to the supermarket, let me see. It depends on what kind of seafood I wanted to buy. So I go to either the counter or I get the the fresh but like packaged seafood. I look at the messaging really and it's like on the front. But then I also look at the back, maybe where it comes from or where it was fished. I also look if if we're going to the um, tinned or canned seafood section or the frozen section, I look to see if they have the symbols. Um, three that I look for are ASC, so Aquaculture Steward Stewardship Council, MSC, or uh, BAP. They're like the main ones that always come to mind. There's other ones. But sometimes because they don't have a certification doesn't mean that necessarily they're not sustainable or they don't have good practices. So I just kind of look through the brands and look at the messaging and uh, maybe do like a little Googling and I buy, you know, my fresh seafood and then I buy my canned seafood. I usually do both or tinned um, or in glass jars. And sometimes I also buy them online and then I get them shipped to my house as well, brands that I trust. So that's something else that I do to make sure that I always have seafood in the house every day because it's kind of like my go-to when I don't have another protein at home. That's interesting. I There are not many people that will do that online. So I, I love the fact that you <laughs> actually do that. I think that's a great yeah. So we've bought our seafood from however and wherever. How are we preparing it? How are we, how are you cooking this for me? Because you're cooking. I'm not. Yeah, okay, I know. I'm cooking. I'm cooking. Uh, <laughs> so when I get salmon, let me think. There's, I always make it in the oven or the air fryer. Those are my go-tos. I think they're the simplest. I know you're, you you said that you don't like cooking that much. So I think they're the easiest because like you season it and then you leave it alone and it's ready. Um, so I so I have one way that I want to share with you. I started doing like a pesto and ricotta layer on top of the salmon and it comes out delicious. But I know people don't usually have that at home. So I have like my go-to spices, which are, let's see, uh, salt garlic powder, onion powder. If you have onion powder, um, I, I love turmeric and turmeric has so many health benefits. So I get a powder grounded turmeric. I add that on top as well. And then I do either parsley or dill. So I lightly rinse the, the, the salmon with water. I put a little bit of olive oil on either the air fryer pan or the oven pan. I put the salmon skin down. I season it on top and I kind of with my fingers, uh, how do I say this? Like rub it in, <laughs> rub in all the seasoning. And right. then I put it in the oven for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes and until it's crisp, kind of like crispy and a little bit browned on top. And then it's perfect. I either eat it with salad or with a side, sometimes with lentils because I'm a big lentil person. Uh, so, but you can eat it with anything, honestly. And it's so fast and easy. And sometimes I get a big piece of salmon and I cut it into different pieces, pre-season it, freeze it. So I can just bring it out whenever I want and just put it in the oven. 
Well, you had me at crispy salmon skin. So that, <laughs> so you had nothing else to say past that point. And you said this. <laughs> I said, so. <laughs> but that does sound delicious and it sounds easy. And I, and I can say that from somebody, like I said, somebody that can't cook. So yeah, it sounds easy to me and it should sound easy to other people. In starting to wrap up, because we have been chatting for a while, I wanted to know, what would be your final message that you would share with the audience that listens to this about sustainable seafood? I know we've touched on a lot of things and, you know, what would be your, your final takeaway? I think that the pushback that I personally see often is pricing. If I'm going to be like completely transparent and I think that we really need to kind of like reevaluate where we spend our money, especially for food that we're putting in our bodies, because a lot of people would be happy to spend an extra $20 for a delivery fee versus spending a little bit extra to get something that's going to, that you know where it comes from, that's going to be good for your body. And I wish people were, were less intimidated by seafood to just try it <laughs> you know what I mean um because like once you start kind of becoming aware of these things it's almost like you can't go back but in a good way not in a bad way so just <laughs> kind of like giving it a chance like doing one thing if like the one thing that you choose to change from your life is to like change the brand of of seafood you choose or like look into it today and then next time just try it once at the supermarket then I feel like that that's a success I think if like one person listens to us and makes a change or starts researching and tells their friends or tells their family or whatever it may be. I, I like that. And I like, it, it kind of goes back to your message of curiosity. You know what I mean? I can tell you're curious about it and I can tell that, you know, obviously you know a lot about the category and the passion and the excitement that you bring to it is very apparent. Um, and I'm hoping that in this podcast, like you said, some people will kind of get that little glimmer and say, I want to know more about seafood. I want to know more about sustainability. Just get the facts. I, that's what I would say is for everybody to get the facts and then they can make their own decisions past that yeah. point. But yeah, you know, if, if our listeners wanted to learn more about you, your company, all the initiatives that you're involved in, including stuff that may be coming up for you, where's the best place to direct them to? I would say Concerned Cook on social media, mostly Instagram. That's where I'm kind of updating by the minute. Um, my website, it's more geared towards companies that would want to work with me, chefs, um, small businesses. But, you know, all the fun stuff, the interviews and things like that, you can find them on social media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It has been honestly a pleasure chatting with you. And, you know, I'll, thanks for taking the time out. I know everybody, I always thank people because I know everybody has a busy schedule and it, it means a lot that you take the time out to just come and chat with us about this. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun and great. 